Welcome to Nomad Yarners, the Yarn Truck Podcast. We're Erica and Dave, a husband and wife mobile yarn shop owners, bringing you tales from the road, adventures in fiber arts with a little bit of the rest of life thrown in. This is episode 113, recorded the week of August 10th, 2020. Today's episodes include Shameless Plug, the end. <laughs> Sit back and be comfy and enjoy the show. Um, yes, it's a bit of a, um, an unusual episode, but we have lots of cool things that we've been working on um, and some cool events coming up. And we just want to let everyone know um, what those were and how excited we were about them. So this is all shameless plugs of things that we're doing this time, um, but we hope some of you will be able to join us. Um, we have some cool digital events coming up and our new festival season box is out as well. So if you are in the US, all of these things are available to you. <laughs> Yeah, um, and hopefully it will be interesting as we'll talk about like how we develop them and some of the behind the scenes stuff. Um, so stay tuned or turn it off. Um, <laughs> so Dave, you this is more way more your stuff than my stuff. So okay, I'll, I'll, I'll go through them and then we'll uh, we'll chat about each one. Um, so the first one is something we've been meaning to do for a while, um, but we didn't have the availability to be able to do this. So. Um, we have now got some new sock yarn base in and i have dyed it up in the new yarn that i'm calling canvas um because it goes with our micro skeins which are called palette we're we're being clever (laughs) um so we've had the palette for over a year now um and we really wanted to um and it's a soft yarn base yeah, we wanted to show off um, something new that we could do. So palette is our, a set of 20 micro skeins that go all the way around the color wheel. Um, they're all super bright. Um, even the neutrals are kind of bright and punchy. And we wanted to have something that would go really well with them. Erica released the can of sweater pattern uh, a few weeks ago now um, using our micro skeins. And we originally used the Malabrigo sock to go along with it. We wanted to have something that's going to work as well along with them, um, but be able to provide a yarn that's exactly the same base as the palette, just because we know they're going to work perfectly together. And we'll always have colors available, especially right now in the time of, well, you know, um, Malabrigo has been a little bit difficult to get hold of. And it's every single company and every small business and every everything is having these same issues. It's not like Malabrigo specific. There are supply line issues with absolutely everything, with fiber mills being able to process things, with dye companies being able to, to make their dye, with shipping being able to arrive and things being able to come on time. Um, so everybody's out of at least one and oftentimes more than one, like part of what they need to make their yarn. Um, and especially with uh, Peru coming, um, Malabrigo coming from their um, from their workshops down in uh, South America, um, it's it's not been easy for them to get large loads through, and it's very popular. It goes really fast, so we wanted to have something that would always be on hand uh, for us to have a perfect companion for palette. Um, so with that in mind, the colours that I've dyed for. Um, canvas are a lot more kind of deep um, dual tones almost semi-neutrals even the kind of um, bright brighter colors um, if that makes sense are designed to be a bit more subdued or a bit more rich so they will go against the the really bright palette colors very well Um, so you want to tell everyone about the colors and Sure. Um, the so we kind of started with that idea. We wanted colors 
in the full-sized, like, 440-yard, 100-gram um, skeins that would basically match almost every color in the um, palette of the micro skeins and the super brights. So we've done kind of the traditional um, neutrals of there's a gray and, a like, a black um, and a hunter green, um, and then there's the bright blue um, that it was the background color for my Kiana sweater. Um, I just really love blues blues and greens so we're always going to have that and that is very very close to the blue that we use it's a touch brighter um and ours has a little bit more variation in it um these are semi-solids or like kettle dyes but there's definitely a little bit of variation um where there's lighter sections and darker sections which i personally really really like um which is part of <laughs> i get a vote in what the, <laughs> what the dye <laughs> technique is so that's part of what comes with the territory um, there's also a, a red, I would almost call it a, a brick red, like it's got a bit of a brown undertone and a bit of an orange undertone. Burgundy kind of... It, yeah. It's halfway between Crayola red and Merlot, if you mix those two colors together. To me, that's the color you get. Like a brick dipped in wine. There you go. <laughs> um, and there's also quite a bright, like, orangey yellow. It's almost the color of, like, the number two pencils that you used in school. Um, it's a little bit both darker and brighter than that but it's in that neighborhood so a really rich kind of gold color if you've seen my uh panda stomp um in the uh, blue john color um it's a similar kind of yellow ochre kind of golden tone to i i used on that yarn um so there's eight colors in this and they all pretty much go with any color selection that you would use of palette um the only ones that i probably wouldn't use together is like the blue one I probably wouldn't use with the blues. Like there may be, they may be too close to really get a good contrast with there. Um, but I think pretty much everything else is gonna um, is gonna work. But that's coming from somebody who really likes a lot of look <laughs> uh, in her color selection and it has never had enough bright colors in any one place. Um, so we plan to um, today and tomorrow. We're going to be winding and labeling um, canvas. Uh, by the time you listen to this podcast, it should be up on our online store. Um, so canvas is going to retail for $22 a skein. So it's going to be cheaper than the palette micros, just because there's a little bit less work involved in, in dyeing the full skein than the minis. Um, and it's 460 yards and 100 grams, 75% superwash merino, 25% nylon. So it's going to wear really well. Um, and it will wear really well with the palette. You will be able to make a sweater that's going to last for forever with it. Um, and in fact, I have plans. We <laughs> know about my plans yet, but I have some. Um, so I would again, love to. I would love to expand the size range of the um, Kiana sweater to include kids and make our kids sweaters with opposite colors. That would be cute. Yeah, it would be cute. So that's my plans. Um, so yeah, check out Canvas. Um, that's the first of uh, several things we wanted to tell you about. Um, so the next one is um, something that we have been working on for a while and had to change everything about it. <laughs> um, so it's time to announce we are doing our full retreat this year, um, October 2nd to 4th, entirely digitally. Um, we sent around um, a, an email survey to all of the people who already signed up to our full retreat this year, um, and we had an overwhelming response. The majority wanted to go digital, 
um, which, which was also what we wanted to do with I, continuing, I yeah, with continuing COVID cases, especially with schools back in session in our area. Um, we we felt like that was going to be the right decision for us too. So it was very helpful that people felt the same way that we do. Um, so with that in mind, we will have registration for the 2020 digital retreat open until September 14th. If you would like to sign up, you have until September 14th. That's just over a month. Uh, we will be shipping crates to everyone around September 20th. So they will have between like 13 and 14 days, something like that to get to you. Um, so there should be plenty of time. They'll be shipped USPS priority, which normally even um, how crazy slow the mail is being right now gets the people within about four days. So she could get it to everyone in plenty of time. Um, and that's going to be a very, very special crate. Um, so we are setting up the retreat to be as, as much as we can like the in-person retreat. Uh, so we'll be running it with a special chat room um, that we'll have open. Um, I'm going to do a little bit of testing whether we're going to use a, uh, a Facebook group to do this um, with the new Facebook rooms feature or whether we're going to use Zoom to do the, the main chat room. Uh, but that will be open um, October 2nd, 3rd and 4th. Um, basically from 5 till 10 p.m. on the 2nd, um, from 10 till 5 on both the 3rd and the 4th, so it's a Friday, Saturday and Sunday. Um, and that will just be the main chat room, that will be like the kind of sit around chat room um, in the retreat. Um, after that, we have all the cool things that we've set up to do for you. Um, so, Eric is going to be teaching a couple of classes. Um, she's going to be teaching a class on uh, felted bowls. Um, that I'm excited. It's going to be a wet felting class. Um, kind of to take a step back from the classes for our retreats in the past and continuing on now, we want both crocheters and knitters to feel equally welcome. So, we try to aim our classes to be to work just as well for knitting and for crocheting so we don't have a specific knitting class into crochet class um, and so we, we do like dyeing and felting and pattern reading and techniques and stuff like that um, but this will be a wet felted bowl class and I used to really enjoy wet felting and I've done a bunch of like made slippers and all kinds of things with it um, and I just have it for, for a couple of years so I will I'm excited to, um, to sit down and do some practice refreshing for myself with it um, to be ready to, to teach all of you guys. And I just think it's a fun technique. My line is always, if you can wash your hands, you can make wet felt. Um, so there's no experience required uh, with it. But we'll be sending you all of the fiber that you need as well as the resist that you will uh, will make it around, which will probably be a piece of cardboard cut into a circle. <laughs> um, but I'll be playing a little bit with the best way to do, um, to do that part. Um, and so all of the classes... They will, they will happen at a specific time and I will be teaching them live in front of you. Um, so it won't just be, and so that way you can ask questions or give feedback and we can do show and tell at the end to see how people are getting along with it. Um, so it will be just like in the in the regular retreat where we'll, um, we'll let you know ahead of time what time the classes will be scheduled um, and you can, can hop on and do that. Um, we'll see if we can possibly make a... Um, like a hidden YouTube channel as well, or, or videos to give you guys the, link, guys the links in case you wanted to go back and watch the class again later, um, or if for some reason you weren't able to attend it right then when it was happening. We'll try to, there's going to be some technology um, playing with over the next month and a half to figure out the very best way to do this. Dave is better with technology than I am, but uh, neither one of us has, have ever tried to do something of this magnitude digitally before. 
not on our own. <laughs> um, so yes, we will be um, providing those uh, videos live, um, and then if possible, we will be recording them. Uh, some of that will be restricted to uh, basically how much um, space we can free up on all of our recording equipment, um, kind of pronto, uh, because there's those files very quickly get very large, um, and there's um, it. We want to make sure that you can enjoy it on the day um, is the is the main thing. Yep. Um, Eric is also going to be teaching a second class, or actually you're going to be doing three this year. Um, so she's going to be teaching a second class on um, adapting patterns um, and kind of some basic math for noodles and crochets. Yeah. Talk about that one. So I do quite a bit of math for um, for changing the sizes. So when I'm doing, for instance, the can of sweater, because that's the one that I worked on the most recently, um, I made all of the notes and did all of the knitting um, and wrote up my pattern um, for the size that I wear, because that was the size that I was making, because I want to wear this sweater. Um, but then I ended, so I wear, I wore a size extra large, just the one that I made for myself, but then I need to resize that um, to include lots of sizes for actually publishing the pattern. Um, and so that involves a lot of math. Uh, so in this class, I'm going to talk about um, what times you may want to do that. So it may be something like you plan to write some patterns, um, or it may just be something where you want to make a size of a pattern that doesn't, the pattern hasn't written down for you. So you need to do that math yourself to figure out how to do it. Um, that can happen when you yourself fall outside of the pattern sizes. I run into this a little bit as I'm often towards the higher end um, in terms of sizing on a pattern. And it's nice to be able, if you need it just one size bigger than it comes in, it's nice to be able to, to figure out how to do that. Um, or I get a lot of requests from people uh, online with my patterns to make them in kid sizes as well. If you want to do like a matchy-matchy thing, you have a grown-up size sweater that you've made for yourself and you want to make a kid's one um, for your kid or a friend or a grandkid or whoever, um, or you just want to make it in a kid size because you think it would be adorable for whatever kid it is that you're making it for. So doing some things like that. Um, it happens for people um, with like socks and hats as well. If you have a, a head or a foot size that runs outside of the standard range, um, like Dave and my father both who I had knit, knitted socks for that's a lie I've never made socks for Dave but I made a lot of socks for my dad you made me hats and I have um, a huge head yeah they both fall outside the standard size for Dave has a giant head I often even if I make the largest size the hat pattern comes in it's still not big enough um, so being able to do that math and figure out how to do that I think can be really useful even if you have no interest in ever doing any kind of a pattern design for a larger audience um, it can also be used if you're using a different thickness of yarn from what the pattern calls for um, and trying to figure out what size you should make then of the pattern. Um, it's going to be if your yarn is thicker than the yarn the pattern calls for, you don't want to make the same size that you would have made if you were using the same yarn thickness that the pattern called for and kind of trying to figure out which, which direction should you make a bigger size or a smaller size and then how much bigger or smaller, one size, two sizes. Um, so that's what that class is going to be all about. And these, uh, these mathematic ideas work exactly the same for knitting or crocheting. Um, it doesn't matter which craft you're doing, um, playing with your, your gauge and, and your math is <laughs> numbers are numbers and they add and subtract the same way. Um, and then we are going to be having one more class America and we're going to be getting our materials from Recraft for this one. Um, so, uh, Bethany would normally be, um, assisting us at the retreat, um, but she's 
not going to be uh, having a job this year to help people, um, but uh, she said she'd like to join us, so we are um, we may well have her come along as just a friend. Um, but we're going to pick up some materials from Recraft, and Eric is going to be teaching a. Well, it might be a joint teaching, this one, I think. Um, we're going to be doing a um, craft journal making class. So Eric is going to be teaching some like um, basic book binding stuff, how to make uh, very simple craft journals. Um, and then uh, it might be me who ends up teaching uh, kind of the embellishment side. So you'll end up with a cool little craft booklet to take away with you. Yep, and you can use that if you'd like to make pattern notes or to calculate your size changes that you've learned how to make in the last class. Um, so it's just going to be a little notebook style um, kind of a thing that you'll be doing, but we'll, um, you'll have all of the materials to make. There'll be a um, like a front and a back cover and your pages inside, um, and it will be a very, very basic introduction to a book binding. Very straightforward um, and easy to do with absolutely no experience required, um, but kind of a fun thing. Um, I've been making these. Our uh, daughter likes to make an almost crazy amount of drawings and paintings every day um, and she likes me to turn them into books she likes to write stories on them and then have them turned into books so i've been learning how to do book binding so that i can turn her coloring pages into books uh, because we have not left our house in five months <laughs> Um, and then there's my two classes, um, which are of course dying, um, and they're going to be a little bit, um, maybe a little bit wild and crazy for one of them at least. Um, I have been playing around with um, capsules, um, the little soluble That's capsules. If you're American, it's like English, pills that you, that you would, reason. would um, take medication in, but don't so, take medication in these. Yes. Um, so the regular kind of gel caps that you can get for um, for making your own supplements. Um, you can also fill those with pre-mixed dye and acid. Um, so I've been playing around with this. This is uh, the first time I'm going to be teaching this class. I'm hoping to eventually have these available as kits. Um, it will be a capsule dyeing um, in a mason jar. Um, so we'll have your yarn, your dye capsules, uh, just some gloves, which you probably won't need because this is basically a zero um, mess technique. And I'll show you how to set up the, um, the yarn in the jar with the dye kind of... Uh, kind of set up around it and then all you'll need to activate this is hot water from your house um, you can heat up a mug of water in the microwave or if you're like us you have a boiling water tap it's really really easy um, so um, yeah just set it up to go and that'll be a really cool technique it will dissolve the uh, it dissolves the capsules and lets the dye loose um, and then um, you'll end up with a kind of a splatter uh, kind of blended dyed skein um, you can just set it in the sunlight to finish setting in that hot water and rinse it out um, at the end of the day and you're all done so that's a really cool technique um, that we'll get to play with and as I said hopefully we'll have kits of those ready I'm hoping in time for the holiday season as well um, if you want to kind of have someone dye their own yarn with no mess um, I it's fun he's done several um, test, test batches of this and it's been cool the kids like to watch it because um, it just looks like white yarn with you drop little pellets in it and then you pour hot water on top and it's like magic. It's magic, yeah. <laughs> it's not instant magic because it takes a little bit for the gel cap to dissolve in the hot water. Um, but it's quite cool. You can watch if there's one that ends up pressed to the side. You can kind of watch it dissolving and then it suddenly explodes color out, which is really cool. Um, and then the, um, the other dye class I'm going to be teaching is going to be 
a, um, a project bag dyeing glass. I've got some cotton drawstring bags. We're going to be dyeing those with the cold water dyes. I'll have those pre-mixed for everyone. Um, in um, basically bottles ready to go with the um, alkaline that they need to activate them. Um, those will all be packaged up for you and in a reusable um, kind of plastic zip top bag as well. So once you've done one, you'll be able to uh, get additional equipment and then dye that again with those if you want to. I will be telling everyone how they can mix their own dyes during these classes um, and set up the equipment as well. I will just have it pre-set up for everyone so they don't have to make any mess at their home. Um, when we're teaching at uh, Jameson Camp or um, when we're teaching at a festival, we can have the availability to put out like tablecloths or on tables that are, um, are wiped clean so we're not going to have any issues with dye. All of my equipment can be used for dye over and over again because that's what I, I have it for. We want to make sure that as you're doing dyeing in your own home, these are going to be virtually zero mess techniques, which should be really cool. Yeah, and um, also you're not going to have to like buy a second microwave or a special yeah, paint. You will not need anything for these. We'll include all the dye stuff. Um, and everything will be pre-mixed in the kits ready to go. Yep. Um, just add hot water. Yep. You do need hot water. You need hot water, <laughs> the, that's it. Hot yep. water, ready to go. Um, for the bag one, you already need cold water. You don't even need to heat it, so it should be super easy. Um, so um, I'm looking forward to those. should be really fun. Um, and then uh, we're adding in a bunch of other cool stuff. So uh, we will be doing a yarn tasting um, on uh, one time. Um, we have a couple little kind of surprises that we're hoping to do with that. So um, that's kind of a nice little added extra. That's not even listed on the um, on the online store listing for the retreat. So, um, but there will be a little yarn tasting. Um, but there's another couple of little surprises we'll be adding in. Um, we're planning on putting some packages that are basically sealed in a brown paper bag um, with a timestamp on them, and we will all open them together so you can see what kind of surprise activity we're going to do. Um, there's going to be some other fun activities as well. We are uh, planning to do because normally the food is a big uh, part of the retreat and we like to have some really interesting food there um, from local restaurants and also uh, kind of international foods. Uh, we will have an international snack tasting. So we're going to go to our favorite international grocery store um, and get some pre-sealed um, snacks to ship you, um, which we hope everyone will enjoy. Of course, we are asking for everyone's allergy information to make sure um, that we don't send anything um, that you'll have an issue with. Um, and then, um, of course, there's the swag bag. Um, so the swag bag this year is going to be super packed. Uh, we've got some cool stuff that we are working on. Um, there's going to be some new uh, Nomad branded swag um, that we're not really going to tell people about this time. Uh, there is one thing I will tell you. We are making a Nomad Yarn branded um, USB drive. Um, we will have these at least on the retreat with some patterns preloading onto them um, and a little recipe book that we're going to uh, add in as well. Um, we may end up uh, having these on the truck with some patterns preloaded as well. I think that might be a cool thing uh, for us to have in the in the fall and winter. So, we'll and it's never a bad that. idea to back up your other patterns. I think that's something that I know that I'm not very good at, but I probably should be better about organizing my digital um, crafting materials and keeping them all in one place um, with the backup so you, you can use the usb stick as uh for other crafting patterns as well not just ours um so yeah we we will have um, a special selection of digital content preloaded on that for everyone um for the retreat and then um 
we may you may well see those coming down the line uh, maybe preloaded with some of our, our greatest hits pattern catalog uh, on them for um for something to add on for the holiday season or find our online store um we will also be um dying a special full retreat yarn this year it's a common alpaca blend it's a base that we will not be using again um and it's going to be in a special full retreat color uh, two skeins of that are going to come in the um, goodie bags this time. And, and those are not... two 100 gram skeins. Yeah, so 200 gram skeins. Yeah. Um, of a worst of weight. Uh, we will not be dying this again, and the colorway also will only be available in the um, in the retreat bag. I'm also going to sneak in a skein of one of my new yarn lines from the fall. Um, so watch out for that. Um, if you looked and saw Erica's new mitts that she's working on. Uh, we plan to have that yarn dyed and available at that point. Um, so yeah, some cool stuff, some other Nomad notions and extra goodies are going to be added in there. So you get all your class materials, you get your class time, uh, you get some extra special treats from us, you get some snacks, um, you'll get the uh, fantastically loaded Nomad goodie bag. We're even putting a little uh, local pamper yourself bag in we were putting in because we normally try and uh, treat you very nicely when we retreat and make it a relaxing weekend. Uh, we will do that as much as we can uh, by distance. That will include a bath bomb by um, our friend Jess, uh, who did the art for the side of the truck. Uh, she owns a business called Bath Owns, makes really cool soaps and bath bombs. So we're including one, uh, a bath bomb made by her as well. So uh, she's a real good friend of Nomad. So lots of really cool stuff um, coming in that retreat box. It's a bargain price as well, $220 uh, for the retreat. That's your registration, includes all of your class fees, includes all of your class materials, includes that swag bag. Um, you also get um, a digital shopping appointment um, for you to be able to do private shopping on the truck. Um, we, will add, we will set up the video um, and basically walk around the truck with you and show you anything you want to do. Everything you get um, from us during the full retreat, you get 10% off um, and then we'll do free shipping on orders over $100. Um, and then shipping on the crate itself is free. So that 220 includes the, the shipping on the crate. So um, it should be a really good deal for everyone. It should be an absolutely fantastic weekend. Uh, we're really looking forward to doing it. We're hoping to bring as much of that kind of retreat spirit and all the cool stuff that we uh, normally produce for you then. Um, the retreat for us is a great time um, because we have some of our kind of uh, biggest fans from locally and around the Midwest. We get people coming in um, from out of state. Um, we have them come from Kentucky and Illinois. We've had people from Michigan, um, across from Ohio. So people come from quite a distance to come to this. This is when we show off our kind of newest cool things uh, for the fall and all the new kind of um, Nomad branded uh, tools and swag and stuff we're going to have available uh, for that fall and winter season, which is our busiest time of the year. So it's a cool time to see all that kind of stuff first and get some bargains as well as just have a nice time. Yeah. Um, and one thing that Dave didn't mention, but that we we're definitely planning on, he mentioned the little recipe booklet that'll be on the uh, the digital content that comes preloaded. Uh, we plan to have a, have a couple of sort of join us in the kitchen live streams um, as well, where we will be doing some sort of cooking thing um, that the recipe will, will be included. Um, I know people have told us that they really enjoy. We always do all of the cooking and the food preparation ourselves or get it from some other local place nearby. Um, and I always sort of spend almost a year leading up to the retreat thinking about what, what fun and interesting and a little bit different and unique um, food to feed a crowd um, I can do. So we will we'll have a couple of meals that we, um, we sort of show you how we would 
we do the cooking on. Um, so you get a little bit of that um, as well. If you're interested, if you're not into cooking, I won't make you watch that. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then um, two more things, because we've got so much stuff that we're working on. Um, the uh, next one down the line is our newest festival season box. Um, so that is uh, festival season footprints. Um, it's available now until the 21st of the month. Um, so the next thing we've got to talk about is our newest festival season box. Uh, it's called Footprints and it's available until August 21st. Um, so this is our um, subscription box, which we really enjoy putting together every month. These are Nomad and Friends subscription boxes. Uh, so you get a cool new thing from us, um, always a brand new uh, skein of my hand eye. So this month is featuring uh, a sock yarn, the Panda Stomp, um, in a sandy beach colorway. Um, I think I called it Golden Sands. Um, it's a beautiful kind of gold ochre fawn sand color um, with some white um, to represent the sea foam right up against that. And then it goes into kind of an aqua and turquoise um, sea green color. Uh, we wanted to really capture that kind of beach holiday footprints in the sand kind of feel with the yarn. Um, and then to go along with that, we are working with a business we haven't worked before, although we have met them at a, a few shows and actually purchased some of their stuff. Um, we're excited to be working with the first of uh, the black businesses, the black owned businesses that we um, asked people to help us with uh, during our um, diversity uh, box and uh, to support the Black Lives Matter and Black Creatives Matter movement. Um, so this is a, um, a local Indianapolis-based company called Southern Hospitality, um, owned by Quinton and Crystal. Uh, they uh, produce absolutely fantastic um, foot stuff, uh, all kinds of things. Uh, so we're providing you with their heel balm, uh, which is a, um, a moisturizer stick that's designed to be extra good for cracked heels and to soften your feet. Um, and it's really easy to apply. It's almost in a, like an extra large lipstick or a round deodorant stick kind of looking um, uh, applicator, which is really cool. Um, so that is kind of a, a mixed kind of herbal and citrus um, scent. Um, I think we've had one of those before. We definitely had their cuticle cream before and their, their foot soaks. Um, yeah, we've um, liked their products in the past and they're fun at shows. It's it's kind of one yeah, that we, really nice. we wait at <laughs> when we walk by. Um, and the one of the owners is a podiatrist, like a foot doctor, um, which I think is a cool like way to get into doing this sort of thing. So he knows what he's talking about. Um, so we're really excited to be working with them. Um, the next two boxes will be featuring uh, Black-owned businesses as well. Um, so we're, we're really pleased to have been able to find um, some great um, crafters to work with um, and expand uh, their audience as well, hopefully a little bit. Um, so that's the second item. Um, and then we always add in a third notion that we have produced. So this time it is a little uh, mini sock form um, and we'll have a pattern to go with this uh, on the digital content to make a little tiny sock to go on it. Um, the sock um, is designed to be a key fob and it also has um, the instructions for Kitchener Stitch written on it for your sock toes and heels, uh, which is really helpful because everybody was forgets those. Yes. Um, <laughs> so it's just that little um, that little memory jog when you're ready to do the heels or toes of your sock and you need to do kitchen stitch. You've got it right there on your little keychain. Um, I've seen a lot of people have um, keychains that have 
like a tapestry needle and a, like a tape measure and a little pair of scissors and then you put this keychain right on there and then you can remember how to do your kitchener stitch and show off little remnants of your sock yarn that you made a little sock with too. Um, and then finally there's an art print um, that I always produce an art print for these that will have all of your information on. Um, we produce these on a nice, um, I believe they're five by seven cards that we use. Um, nice high quality cardstock, um, so you can frame it if you want to. Um, this, this one is a, a collage of some vintage um, sock patterns, um, and then I did some digital wizardry to um, add like a sketch of Erica's hands knitting on top of it as well. Um, so I think it's a cute little art print. Um, that box is available now. Um, it's a $40 box. I include shipping anywhere within the US. Um, and then uh, festival season is still available as a six month subscription as well. If you want to get the cool new boxes arrive every month, you get a dollar off if you um, purchase the six month subscription per month. Uh, plus I'll also send you with your first box a hand dyed silk scarf as well. So it's an extra cool deal uh, to pick up the six month subscription. Um, so yeah, that's, um, that's this month's festival season footprints um, featuring us and Southern Hospitality is available till August 21st. Um, and then the last one is, <laughs> we got so many things going on, uh, the last one uh, is going to be Fiberworld. Um, so, so much work. <laughs> Fiberworld has been a lot of work for us uh, this last week um, as we had to get a lot of digital content to them. Um, but now we get a couple of weeks break mostly until the actual event. Um, so if you haven't heard of Fiberworld yet, it's a huge digital um, fiber festival um, I believe there are 87 vendors signed up. Um, every single one of them from across the country has a digital booth. Um, so we will have our own digital booth. We will be manning it on the four days um, from midday till 5 p.m. Um, the uh, festival official hours are 10 till 7 on all four days. Um, on that digital booth, you'll be able to see the things that we most wanted to highlight. Most of them are our own hand eyes and kits, um, but you'll be able to connect to every website of the um, of the vendors um, through their page. So every product you click on will go to their uh, website to explore more and check out. Um, in that video, we will be doing some cool, fun things um, during the retreat. We're hoping to do some chats, um, maybe a local. Um, uh, hand dyers like indie hand dyers um, scavenger hunt. We talked about doing that with a couple of uh, local dyer friends. Um, we're hoping to do some maybe some little flash sales as well. Um, so that's just on our booth. Um, there are 86 more. There are 86 <laughs> more booths. Um, there is a fashion show um, showing off some really cool uh, patterns and designs by all kinds of uh, vendors and designers, including um, us. Yeah, hopefully our video will be in there, um, showing stills of some of Erica's work um, that's available on Ravelry, um, so you can see some of our favourite photographs of artwork on that. Um, there will be um, basically a main stage all weekend with um, all kinds of events going on. Um, also, we will be teaching five things. <laughs> um, so uh, the two that we recorded and submitted this week. Um, Eric is doing all the teaching for this. I've been doing all of the, um, I'll do most of the booth manning, I suspect. Um, and then of course it's showing off all of my hand eyes. So we wanted to make sure that Erica had her time to shine to be teaching her designs as well. Um, so um, she'll you be all doing... know, You uh, definitely know how much I love doing extra work and <laughs> performance art in front of lots of people. <laughs> um, so uh, she's recorded um, two demos already, which, um, 
are on crafting and sustainability, and then linked to that, how to make wax food wraps. I wanted to see if you want to talk about those for a bit. And then you can go to the classes. Sure. Um, so they had three different sort of styles of things that you could like teach or demonstrate. Um, so I did a one of the third style is the classes, demonstrations, and then lectures. Um, so the lectures are supposed to be an hour long, um, and I submitted and was approved to do a an hour lecture on crafting and sustainability. Um, especially if you have followed us on Facebook or Instagram, but I think even if you and I think if you listen to the podcast and I think if you're paying attention and you get the newsletters I think it comes across pretty strongly that sustainability and environmentalism is something that is really important to us as a family me as an individual and our business um, those things are all basically the same <laughs> um, and uh, so I and I've been I've been working towards this and aware of these things and and making these kinds of choices slowly um, for more than 10 years, um, basically my whole my whole adulthood, um, and so I I kind of talked through the main uh, the main points that I think about in terms of where you get your materials from, the kinds of things you make, the way that you use the leftover materials, the way that you rehome the materials that you didn't turn out to be needing, um, and then just sort of the the mindset shift that can come with becoming more um, sustainably minded and environmentally aware and how that mind shift can apply to crafting as well as other areas of your life. Um, so I felt like I could have talked about it for 12 hours, but I managed to get uh, quite a bit in in just the one hour slot. So that's been recorded. You did very, very well keeping to that time slot. It ended up um, after I'd done all the editing and transitions on like 59 minutes and 54 seconds. And I recorded this like over the course of <laughs> one whole like a five hour evening and I would do like a 10 minute segment a 10 minute segment um, and I knew the times were jumping around all over the place like some would be 12 and some would be 8 and they just it just so happened that it, it worked well it's probably the only time I've been on the right amount of time for anything ever I tend to go on longer than I'm supposed to that's what definitely happened for the uh, for the wax yes. wraps video there's a so, lot went on the cutting room floor but I think it ended up as a really the, the other um, pre-recorded um, thing that I did was a demonstration um, kind of along the lines of my crafting and sustainability on how to make beeswax wraps that are uh, often used as a replacement for like a plastic wrap in the kitchen. Um, and you use 100% cotton fabric. I like quilts and cotton. Um, and you can use just beeswax or you can mix it with a food safe oil. I used an avocado oil in the video. Um, and just how to, how to do that. It's a pretty straightforward process to do at home, especially if you already have some of those supplies. Um, and then you can make uh, many of them. It's, it's less expensive than purchasing than new, especially if you're going to make several. Um, and um, it can let you use some fabric that you may already have. Um, plus, if you like doing crafts, it's a craft, so you get to have more fun. And um, that's a half an hour video on how to do it. So I, I babbled on a little bit too long at the beginning about why and how to pick your materials and how to choose the size fabric pieces that you're going to cut. And then I babbled on a little bit too long at the end about how to uh, how to use them, how to wash them, how to refresh them if they um, if they are getting a little bit worn. Um, and the actual demo part, I, I kept to... Uh, Pretty, pretty tight on the time. The demo was too long to. Oh, the demo. I had to cut bits out of the demo. <laughs> I have a lot to share. 
<laughs> it would have been a fantastic hour lecture. Um, and then uh, Eric is also going to be teaching three live classes, so 11 a.m. on the Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Um, on, one on each of those. One on each of those. three on each of them. Um, on uh, a giant crochet poof, um, which uses lots of um, scraps of either yarn or fabric. I kind of um, want to make one that uses scraps of both and see how that would work. Um, the can of sweater and then the article everything socks. I thought you could talk about those for a minute. I think that's kind of all there is to say. Um, it's it's how to make those things. Um, the, the afterthought, everything, the can of sweater. We've talked about a lot on the podcast tonight. There's lots of images and stuff. I think we talked about that crochet food um, class as well when you yeah. were teach everything. So it, I was steps. going. To, I got all so. of my materials for one of them, but I've made. I finished one and I have two more going. Um, I was going to originally teach it at Recraft, um, the secondhand craft supply store in Indianapolis, um, using sort of odds and ends, the tiny leftover balls that nobody buys for big projects. Um, uh, you, you make super thick yarn and then you crochet it with your fingers only because it's hard to find a crochet hook. Um, and most people don't have one at home that's big enough to handle the super thick yarn. Um, and to turn that into a gigantic, like, footstool slash almost, like, coffee table-sized, um, like, floor cushion, uh, footstool, jumping mat for children is how ours use them. Um, and then in that class, I'll also talk about what you can stuff it with. Um, I used torn-up plastic bags. That is what our, our yarn gets delivered to us from the suppliers, in plastic bags and they're not the kind that you can really reuse you have to rip them to get them open um, so I save them all and then use them to stuff these floor cushions um, and then if the kids jump on them enough then they need more so then I re open them back up again and stuff more in um, so yeah that's uh, that's what's gonna be happening at Fiber World go and check it out um, tickets are available now um, I believe the tickets are between 15 and 25 dollars depending on what you pick um, and they do come with a discount in your first class as well um, it's going to be well worth it for all of the cool things that will be going on um, it's going to be lots and lots of uh, classes and demos and stuff that are um, available for you to take part in um so yeah fiber world uh, august uh, august 19th to the 23rd um so we are really looking forward to you to doing that and that's i think the end of our shameless plugs for this episode um we will be back on the road in more places so um on friday um this week we will be at our normal stop in bloomington at um bloomington, bloomington Stitchery, 5 till 8 p.m um we will of course be requiring uh, masks for everyone that is now mandatory um in indiana anyway um and then um only kind of one car group on the truck out Yep, so either um, one person or one group who came together. Come see us there and we'll be advertising more stuff to Yep. Thanks for listening and uh, listening to all of our plugs, I guess. Yep, and I hear ominous footsteps of children who just woke up from the nap on the steps. So <laughs> we'll see you next time. Happy crafting. Thanks for listening. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, Ravelry, and our website, knowmyjarchop.com. And remember, in crafting and in life, if you're having fun, you're doing it right.